practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Uh, so Casey, you were telling us about how you thought people lived in the TV, which is understandable. Yep. Much like I thought mm-hmm. all of the like soap ads growing up were uh, toying with my brain. Delicious, and you could eat the soap. They all cut the... They, <laughs> No, they cut the the boo the breasts <laughs> off of the women perfectly every time. I was like, one, they're fucking with me. Two, we're too poor to afford the breast size to TV. The other thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, the like the, the, the bottom of the frame was always cutting it off. The frame for you. cut right, and you were like, we need one of them extra tall TVs. I'll yeah, see the, yeah, the, yeah. the the bosoms. Well, yeah, I thought it, like it's like um, what's the perspective widescreen. Oh, the Those, aspect ratio. You want the you want the Dove soap aspect ratio. Um, Mom, why we get the soapy TV? Get this out of here. The aspect ratio is just too perfectly circular. You got to get that dangly TV. Oh, the two with the two um, <laughs> it just fits perfectly for a full frontal bosom <laughs> shot. Oh, and butt cheeks, pooping in toilet shots. Um. <laughs> Dual purpose, yeah. <laughs> but the other, Casey, thinking about how, uh, what you were saying with that show. Uh, what, what Mighty a, Mouse? Mighty Mouse, sorry, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, uh, Ruby was like in my ear, I couldn't help it, but they were like animating a fly, so you had to like follow the fly, or how did it work? They overlaid footage of an actual fly on uh, a TV screen. Over the show, so it was that, like, Andy Kaufman sort of, like, let's kill the feed here to make people get up out of their seats and bang the TV, and then they add that effect. If you were to strike your TV, it would clear it up, but then fuzz again. So it's just that weird... I love that. That's great. Actual interactive media. Like, as a kid, it forced my brother and I to, like get up and go close to the tv and like try and get this weird bug off the screen that uh, and then like that was like the transition to another like mighty mouse cartoon but that's a neat little experiment but it it would it wouldn't shake when you hit it of course it would just no the the andy kaufman thing was for that one special was he specifically had it the the special fuzz and then the effect of those old shitty tvs i remember because i watched my old man go 10 rounds with that like it was george foreman a couple of those old tv sets oh it got marty where he was watching something and he was just like not today (laughs) just he put his dukes up took his hands put his hands on that tv and it works you slap it around a little bit that's something we won't get anymore. Those cheap American televisions. TVs are too dainty now. You know what I mean? You don't get a you side smack on a on a flat screen anymore. Oh, there is no her... side to smack. Oh, no. How, why again? Where's my art installation where it's flat screens with old old TV imagery? Flat <laughs> screens with fuzz. No, uh, you need a flat screen you can beat up. And you call it, uh, I would call it contemporary 80s. <laughs> that sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> the Designing Women spinoff. Contemporary 80s. That's not bad. I, 
I think the the TV with the boob cups built in is a even better. It's a plus on the contemporary eighties. I go boob cup idea. ratio. I like it. So, like, literally, it's a TV. Sh- oh, there's so much messaging in that. But too. that's it's the thing. Perfect. Like, even even a classic, like a Matlock, like he's turning to the camera when he's <laughs> delivering the defense, I, and it, Matlock yes. is still fitting in there. I want that. There's- the bosom-shaped hourglass TV, but I want Matlock perfectly framed in it, so it's cupping his old man bazings, yes. and it has he's a little fuzz on it. But he's like contemporary justice for the modern woman. They're always putting extra bonus content down there just for the the boob cup TV owners, the premium subscribers yeah no that exactly that's your extra (laughs) oh hanning's family they got (laughs) hbo they got cinemax interactive they got the boob cup ratio did you see that tv interactive vhs's mask and tape names written on in sharpie you pick the vhs you got a matlock you got a columbo you got a uh what was the the one that was played by um andy uh dick van dyke wasn't he an old detective for a while? Oh, hmm. god damn, no. Yeah, he was. What that wasn't Matlock? Was no. He was like a churchy guy, like a <laughs> Father Dalton mystery guy. Man, he, I feel like he had maybe was the longest running, too. He really did go. Oh, but the best with the, the boob cup ratio is like for a Columbo, for a premium, you get a little extra clue. Like you see yeah. extra and it's like, <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. I could have cracked that case sooner. I got you beat. You can zoom in on Columbo, so where the bosom is are his crazy eyes. So it cups his <laughs> crazy <I>? eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Falk would not sign off on that. Well, it's always going. Well, hope diagnosis murder. Diagnosis. What was his name on the show, though? Oh, he had a good I... one. He had a good detective. That was like a post-murder she wrote filler, CBS. That was totally like Jessica Fletcher was doing just specials, and then we get a diagnosis murder just to, to transition. Dr. Mark Sloan, that was it. Now, Sloan. I'm thinking of something Eight else. years. I'm way off. Eight years long. Mark Sloan. That's it's a, a great while, name. And the, diagnosis yeah. murder, yeah. For Jessica Fletcher... You have to have a um, long with two shorts shaped TV, so it just fits one of her legs in it or something. Got to confuse them. I'm talking a ding and two things at the bottom <laughs> instead of a bosom cut, but I don't know. Like maybe if she wore a necktie, it would fit down in there. I guess that would de- denote the the household. If you get the bosom cut or the dink cut. Oh, that's a, yeah, yeah. Or both. I'd get both. I'd get... Why not? And two hands on the side. That clasp. <laughs> like one of those shitty hats from Disneyland. It's just a crazy... That's TV why you have to rein in artists, gentlemen. They'll just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. I w- I'm going to make to a frame that we can just overlay just any normal video. That's just the boob cut. Because that's all I'm picturing is just a normal TV show, but like cinched in and then like, oh, it's Cheers. Oh, I get a little extra bar action. 
Woo! That one knocked Henning's goddamn glasses off. <laughs> That's how you know it's a Sorry. good idea. Excuse me. No excuses. No excuse necessary is what I meant to say. No excuses. Blow your guy. I paid for a C cup TV and I expect C cup action. <laughs> Where's the hipster out there that puts like an oval frame on his TV and doesn't care about the picture quality? You know, one of the old timey ovals. Right. I don't care what gets cut oh, off, man. That's how it used to be. You gotta watch TV through a circle. Civil, no other way. Civil War a pork TV. Hole. <laughs> Just, Just puts it through a, a periscope, like a spyglass. <laughs> I can see that. Only watch my internet through a spyglass. One of those. What are those things that are called? Like uh, it's not what I, it's like a Rube Rube Goldman device or something. But like, it's one of those okay. things where one thing clicks off another thing and clicks off another oh, thing. Yes. Yeah. Usually ends up with a Rube boob Goldberg. kicking a chicken and lays an egg and it pops a balloon. And then yes. some binoculars one... come down and he watches his old <laughs> shitty TV through his binoculars. <laughs> but we all know that's not true because hipsters just read, man. And a book, a one page of a book comes out of that chicken's egg. I have busted... I don't want to make it sound like a lot. I busted two people. They're like, I don't watch TV, man. I don't even have a TV in my house. And then within five minutes, they're talking about Netflix. What are you talking about? <laughs> you got the computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. We're going to get very judicious with our descriptions. Okay, you have a screen. Right. You have a laptop or an iPad. Which is even. Oh, I don't own a television. It's probably even grosser because that means you're watching Disney Plus on a fucking iPhone phone. 6S. on your phone. Stop. I'm never going there. Like I, I don't condone. <laughs> you don't condone the watching phone? media on a phone. Let's see. Have I ever not even on a not even on an airplane, a hotel? Not a phone. Not a phone. It's okay. I'm, I'm I not guess. saying that <laughs> maybe you have never done no, it. No, Henning. I'm not saying like the the act of watching media on a phone is gross. I'm just saying if you're like, um, it is I don't own a television. Ooh, oh. I'm gonna watch six <laughs> seasons of Grey's Anatomy on my fucking phone. Like you can do it, but it's like it's so much more pitiful. Like just get a fucking TV. What about? Or don't be shitty about it. What about the big phones? What do you? They're like half tabs, half tablets. What do you think about that? Oh, that's a widescreen, yeah. Ones that would only fit in the jeans one back pocket, <laughs> single I back pocket. Don't accept or a holster, a stylish holster, please. Right, under the arm holster. <laughs> like it's a fucking Saturday Night Special. No, it's yeah. my phone. <laughs> it's if, if you're filling your front pocket with one of those wide phones and i and we're talking about me i lose respect for you i lose a taste of respect for you whole front pocket full of big phone it's (laughs) weird like i worked with the guy who got the first whatever the iphone was yeah that was the extra long (laughs) the one that had the problem with (laughs) no the one the head get 80s boobs on that one I should fucking hope so. Uh, The one that, like, people were like, ah, it bends in my pocket. Yeah, because it goes from your mid-thigh up to your belt line. Of course it's going to bend in your pocket. (laughs) As soon as you sit down. (laughs) No, but he always had it out like it was a clutch. Mm. Which is fine, like, stylistic. Like, if you want to carry a clutch, that's fine. 
But he just always had to like, oh, excuse me, I need a space for my phone. Oh, excuse me. And like he could only stand up very straight because he would do the back pocket. <laughs> it's like, I... Nobody keeps their wallet in their back pockets in New York. Why would you keep a fucking 12 foot, 12 inch long phone in your back pocket? <laughs> I was this close and I'm holding my fingers very close together. I was at Goodwill last week and maybe I'll go back and pull the trigger. It was gorgeous, but it was like a, uh, well, Native American style, let's say, braided neck lanyard, but don't picture like Mm -hmm. the, don't picture a Jaeger lanyard, like braided necklace that went down to this very beautifully ornate beaded neck pouch that was like the exact perfect size of my phone. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ooh. Ooh, I put it in there and I was like, I just wear this under my shirt. I got my phone, but <laughs> I could foresee because you got to unzip it every time. It was a zipping. It had a zipper. Maybe if it was like a, a button, but <laughs> just. Well, that's the thing is like, I, I could defend it if you don't use your phone a lot. Right. But then again, why would you need a decorative pouch for your phone if you just don't use it a lot? Freeze up that pocket, though. You know, back pocket. I I keep my wallet in my front pocket, and then usually I got like a jacket or something for my phone. No jacket. That's where my decorative <laughs> pouch like an comes. actual like you tucking a jacket into your front pocket. <laughs> I don't tie it around my waist. That's not cool. Uh, Tuck that loose jacket in your front. Thank God it got um, the weather got cool enough down here, so I can stop aspirational so you carry your dressing. phone around yeah i can wear a jacket and long pants i love it i love 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 it the layers man <laughs> layers do work better if you're a little thinner i found you really you really <laughs> show the layer if you've added a layer <laughs> let me just say that i get i get the fat guy with the jorts like yeah. i understand that look <laughs> yeah. now yeah for sure not that i'm there but like i get it you're just like fuck it it's easier i don't care I, I I got a good cardigan that always looked good with a jean jacket, and now I'm I'm gonna have to go for a thinner sweatshirt. I think a thinner hoodie, because it just it's just too much. <laughs> I've got the matlock bosoms, and it's interesting because my buzz keeps getting bigger, and my sunken chest keeps getting inner. So it's becoming a very Beautiful, well delineated. Seven this buzz. banana ramas, if you know what I mean. I'm getting, <laughs> yeah, you're getting like you got like a West Virginia strip yeah. mine chest. Yeah, you keep got the digging that triangles? hole out, but they keep leaving it the topsoil. They're the seventies delights. You know what I mean? Gotcha. They go down. Yeah. They slope up. I could, uh, yeah, I yeah. could put a coin in there, and it would. Let's just say it would jump into. <laughs> Uh, Vol- Vol- Voltaire's mouth or whatever the Zoltar's mouth Voltaire. and I can make a wish for for less chest let's put it that way <laughs> or Voltaire make my bosom more ample please yeah. round it out what no, if that no triangles from fucking big just ask for boobs <laughs> it would be the best jerk practice like, sketch ever that's what it would be make can you just make my boobs bigger not, big. not even Canadian I mean, big too. I don't want no boobs. Just, just make them good. <laughs> Something to 
talk about. <laughs> but I don't want to be greedy. Be more... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> something elegant. It would be more like, so in the movie he says, I wish I were big. So it's very nondescript. <laughs> in the chest. So in, in boobs, he would just literally go, I wish I were, and as a horny kid, he just go, I wish I were boobs. And then she just wakes up as this sloshy flesh pear. <laughs> like, that just falls and like, like, uh, rolls boobishly out rolls of bed. Out of bed. Just kind like of Like a Cthulhu, like, gack. he then is the, the guy from, uh, uh, Quato. Yeah. <laughs> Except he attaches himself. His back are this pair of beautiful, rent, beautifully rendered breasts, and then he just has to like, like wrap himself around you. He would just so who <laughs> like did, a symbiote. Who does who need he needs help from who in big his best friend. He'd still need help from his best friend, so his best friend would best just friend. have to wear him as boobs. <laughs> and then but, be boobs. Very, it would be very, it would be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, forward thinking. It would be ahead of its time because his friend would have boobs and would have yeah. to explain it. Progressive, you know, tra- transition. Challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Zeitgeisty. Yeah, questioning gender. It's big colon best boobs. Because they're best <laughs> friends. One's a boob. With CG, this would, this would be a joy to pull off <laughs> uh, well that's what i was thinking i was Just like boobs hopping around get sloshing get me in a family guy writing sloshing room. i'll get you a boobs big no it's segment. totally yeah this is a b-side family guy bit not the boob sloshing though honey I, I agree with you you get some real deal animation in there and good sound effects good sound effects mm-hmm. couple a couple of good shrimpers stomping in some mud you got a good <laughs> do you do they you move in tandem scene. No. Are we getting two personalities? Left boob, right boob, left brain, right brain? And they function... They just roll gelatinously together. (laughs) Tumble. Tumble, tumble. Well, eventually they learn a better mode of transportation. Over the course of the film, (laughs) they evolve. Woohoo! Come here! Hey, what's that? Yeah, that, that is an interesting take right we uh, as a culture all obsess and oogle whatever bits and parts be your fancy but they are mm-hmm. yeah say, oh, I, you hear guys say it i'm a boob man i'm a buns man you don't hear women mm-hmm. say it as much unless you're in an 80s locker room i like yeah. a oh, yeah. dink you know like <laughs> right. it's always like the, it's always you know it's always the, the like, best well, yes, like you you're know? referencing like a porkies in which yes, a course. movie written by men yeah like it's always a men. guy sticks his dick and balls through a hole in the wall <laughs> right. and then the horny gym coach is like i'm gonna rip that thing off <laughs> i'm hungry yes. you're like no you call the police and he's like nah not till I'm done with it. Handcuff, <laughs> finger call cuff. The, call an ambulance, if you know what I mean. Call a caterer. I need a <laughs> condiment. It's <laughs> not bad. That's not a bad line. But what I'm saying is, it's a very, Henning, you've got it right, progressive look if you have just um, floating 
ambient human body parts because they're disgusting on their own. Yeah. Just cut off and sloshing and slurping Slurkin. around. Leaving slime. Disgusting. That's when you no, realize totally. like, you really like just leg. crave the brain. Yeah. Loose legs, <laughs> arms. We're getting into like body horror stuff now. Yeah. That's that old horror movie I kept trying to remind you guys of or explain to you guys called like the puzzle or the puzzler puzzle pieces where it's a guy who was obsessed with puzzles as a kid but his mother would like burn him with hot water if he <laughs> didn't get the puzzle done in time so I was to... just hoping you would say hot puzzle pieces <laughs> Ooh, all these hot puzzle burns on my back um so he became like sociopathic or psychopathic he became a serial killer and he murder women and collect their body parts as a puzzle and put them together as a puzzle and he was trying to make his mom gotcha clearly uh, after psycho and silence of the lambs yeah no this was early probably after psycho it was pre 1930s pre lambs pre lambs oh speaking of movies um <laughs> is that a transition we were speaking of movies but have you seen i saw a trailer <laughs> Today for a movie called Richard Jewell. It's Clint, Clint Eastwood's oh, yeah. new opus. Yeah, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Do we need okay. a, Do we need a Richard Jewell? I barely remember who that is. He was the innocent, Atlanta. though. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand what we're seeing. Have they? Is it a? Is it a reimagining of history? <clears throat> that. What's the no, patriotic Clint Eastwood angle on it? It's the the guy who actually did right and found this bomb and reported it. The media spun him into being the guy. Oh, so it was sort of uh, like yeah. he was, you know, oh. cast in the, in the public opinion. I didn't realize Worked on that me. That's all I remembered. Whistleblower. Yeah. Yeah, no. Ba- so it's basically Clint Eastwood, like, shitting on the media i think okay fine whatever the other sad thing about richard jewell and this is not anything he didn't do anything wrong and this is pre-internet is when they searched his house you guys hear about this like he just had a massive like porno magazine collection so it was a big insult to injury situation yeah so that's just on top of it all. Took his penthouses, took his club confidentials. Oh man, yeah, his juicies and all the other, <laughs> the weird ones that didn't have titles that or advertisements. Just, just had a picture of a, you know, is if his collection was all coverless, does that make it creepier? Like if you rip the covers off, because oh, like he got them. Like, is it magazines where like, they rip the cover off and they put them in right, the back? Right, that's what I'm, I'm just saying. Like, either he t- took them off or he was too cheap and he was like, oh, you're going to send those back? I'll take them. So you just have, like, stacks of, like, nondescript porno paper? That's a, That makes it funner. Like, if you're a porno reader, like, I don't know what I'm getting. Ooh, what is this? This clearly isn't Playboy. Because look at that ding. Miney schmo. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, though, and it's unfortunate for him for two reasons. I'm sure that was back in the time where you'd actually get 
you get a you, somebody give you a hard time for having a rockin' porno collection. Whereas now, yeah. I'm not saying it's hard to hide. Now it's just like, as long as it's above board, obviously nobody gives a shit if you have now a you, porno. Now collection. you've got. Now you've got hipster cred because no one does that anymore. Yeah, you've got vintage. Pono should be experienced on paper. Oh no, exactly. Because you could like, you could saddle stitch collections together, and then hard bound them with like a cool, like you could totally class that up. If you have a soiled stack of yellowing pornos, like <laughs> taking up way too much space, <laughs> still, yeah, make an assemblage. <laughs> But if you have them stored away like a comic collection in your in your bins, I don't even think that. Like it's how you like he didn't have or the a shelf, fair, I guess. I don't he know. He didn't have the fair shake. To he also react. looks like a the guy who farted in the room. You know what I mean? He's a he fat does. guy with a mustache. But he should have owned it, at, and he couldn't own it then. And I feel bad for him. But he could own it now. Like if they're like Mister Jewel, that's an incredible amount of pornography. You just go. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> I didn't bomb the Olympics, but th- you guys are bombing me. <laughs> just laugh until he runs out of breath and then turn around and walk away. I'm telling you. <laughs> to I that mean, question. I... You have an amazing amount of porn. At least it go viral. And then he starts his own YouTube. Then he's on Retin Link. Will it porno? He could have his own Twitch page where he just goes through page by page. Stop it. Through this old porno and, like, comment on it. Like, do some social commentary. There are ads. Read the letters. Bingo boots. Do your research, man. Like, oh, hey, Virginia Slims. Those aren't around anymore. What would Here's I... the thing about the, the cigarette company. At the end of Clint Eastwood's movie, yeah, it's, a, it's just a link to his new YouTube. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm starting a YouTube channel. He's trying to a jewel resuscitate his image. A jewel in the rough. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, what, would, what would a Twitch for just pornography readers be called? Other than unsightly. Unsightly, I guess. Um, unsightly, yeah. Unseemly. Unseemly. I'm thinking one word. You know, it's got to be catchy. Twitch. Itch. Itch. Ew. Ew. Henning. Scratch it. Because it's innocuous, but then in the context of what we're doing, it's like, scratch your itch. Itch. Clitch. (laughs) Scratch your itch with Robert Jewell. Oh. (laughs) Leave your GPS on, would you? I do. I mean, again, if only. If only we. That would have been the. If we had to get a video together for a weekly show. It would be Scratch Your Itch with Scratch Robert Jewell. Robert Jewell. Just come out and read pornography. <laughs> we wouldn't read it. We would discuss it, take... it and consume it, reconsume it for the modern era. Yeah. I mean, do they? All right. And I, again, this is feeling a little chatbacky as people are like, why do we need this? So, Casey, I know you know it. Henny, you probably know it. Or just mm-hmm. like other graphic novels or something. So there's comic book apps. Where they're comic book mm-hmm. e-readers. They're very set specific yeah. where you can click on a panel. It gives you that panel. Then you go to the next one and then it guides you through your comic reading experience, right? Mm-hmm. You can read the full mm-hmm. page. Does that exist for old smut? For smut? Yeah. Hmm. It could. We just got to find Classic a mountain smut. of old smut. 
because I mean, is there a is there a um, clientele? Is there a clamoring for it? I'm just because there because otherwise you can just go to Pornhub and watch like sure teacher meets dads, you know, or whatever. Crazy right? Yeah, people are into family meets other family member. <laughs> That's all it is now. Pornhub needs <laughs> a like... retooling. No pun intended. You just scrub that thing a just... little bit. Get the barnacles off that old <laughs> shit. Let's. I don't know who's in the market, who's in the boardroom, but you know what? Nobody likes their family. The only people that likes their family are the people on Pornhub, and they like them too much. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Nobody wants to hang out with their cousin that much. <laughs> Uh, no, I think there's a market for like an if you could get like you'd have to you'd have to float it you'd have to test market float Cuban like if we could get five oh yeah I'm I'm saying Cuban he could go he could put a, a like a pen name on it but like five issues of like old school penthouse with the motion graphics zooming in on like t- the text we want you can sp- speed through it if you want but like. Get- I, with the comics, I know this. Like, there's an artristy, like art, art uh, to it, because you zoom in on panels and zoom out and then zoom back in. So, it, mm-hmm. like, the more mainstream comics feels very much like you're watching animation. Oh, I got the app flows just as you yeah. might, and that tends to be more like a, a, a Marvel or a DC comic because they ha- can pay a ton of people to do that and like strip the layers and relayer them as you need. But like. And how do you do that for a vintage, a vintage centerfold? Now, Same way, man. And narrate it along the way. I think <laughs> laying a little music, like just, a yeah. slow pan down head. Guys, let's keep it all vintage. I want eight millimeter film, one camera down on my hands as I turn the pages. I can manually zoom in on parts I want to zoom. I can get this. <laughs> I can them? get. These celebrities, if they're still alive, to read their own interviews, short stories, <laughs> yeah, right. really make it sing, get baby. A top impersonator, like if we got a Burt Reynolds interview about Glutch or whatever his, you know, like Ralph Garman honky tonk movie is, like yeah, give me a like we can get a a an A minus level comic to do a like a solid Burt Reynolds. <laughs> And then it also lends a little cachet to your thing because you're getting a little bit of comedy, which is kind of the whole intent if you're going Penthouse Playboy. Do you go Penthouse? Is Penthouse? Yeah, I don't even remember them. What, which one do you want to just, which one? I mean, now all, all of life is real, real intense, but Playboy is Bosoms. Playboy is a bosoms. Penthouse, Penthouse is, is butt, butts bo- and bo- vaginas. Bottoms. And some penetration. Oh, I thought that was just the Hustler. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that is just Hustler. That was yeah. the difference. I'm tipping my hand here, fellas. No, no, that's okay. It's okay. I've seen them. I've seen them, but I've, you know, my brain has been so just warped over the years and years and years of on light online from galleries to audio files to lime wires yeah. to to now <clears throat> and which int- one is Larry Flynn and, was he pen and hus- that was hustler, hustler right hustler yeah yeah and hustler was the lowest of the, or the you know the 
the seamiest of the seamy, right? I, I yeah. Think so, to, yeah. I mean, how much further there can was you a, go than there penetration? There was a cool uh, Netflix documentary about the rise of Hustler that I watched years ago in Brooklyn. And it was just, it was really interesting because I didn't realize, like, my only reference to it is the, the movie, Larry Flint movie. Sure. And then randomly stumbling upon a Hustler. At in the a, woods? In the woods. No, exactly. In the woods. Or if you were at a kid you barely knew's house and his dad had hustlers, you're like, I need to go home. Oh, yeah. You're in danger. Yeah. So, like, sure. that was my f- only frame of reference. But the documentary goes into, like, how it started. And it was very much, like, avant-garde sort of rebel printing. And they were, like, all just, like, they're, like, yeah. Like, obviously there is sex and sex acts but they're like fucking weirdos and artists yeah so anyways i'm saying hostler would go for our motion graphic restorations of classic files i'll get larry flint to do the intro what was it called skitch itch itch and he's got a clitch he's got a very like because he's been He's paralyzed. Kind of talks like this. He's got a got a scratch your rich with a, with Doctor Toilet. I don't know. <laughs> kind of sounds like Ernest as a woman. Perfect. So Woody Harrelson played him in in that movie. In the so people, yeah. Clint Eastwood is going to rehabilitate do do for Richard Jewell what people versus Larry Flint did for because that was uh, Milos Larry Flint. But Richard Jewell died of a heart attack at like 38 right when they opened Um, his porno closet when they confiscated it no he died he died chicago young he died pork (laughs) sausage young young. (laughs) who plays him paul blart Uh, no it's the um where was his agent for fuck's sake that would have been perfect (laughs) he is a oh fuck ash and i were just talking about it because he's he was in the movie. Um, I'll think of it. Give me a second. I didn't recognize him. I again, I, I saw the trailer for it. Um, I think it. he played the uh, in the Tanya Harding movie. I didn't see the, that. the other the other fat guy who's kind whose name is kind of like Richard Jewell that was in trouble around the same time. Bobby Mule. He played Galuli. No, the guy who. Yes, the one who like took the tire iron to Nancy Kerrigan's leg. Why do you think? So he's got a niche. He's got a he's niche got a... area. Like... Yeah. Oh, great! I think he's got a wonderful, like, kind of loner, fat mustache guy niche. I love it. Always like <laughs> wears a lot of beiges. If you need a guy next, who's a little yeah. over next level, yeah, Gase Gase in oh, prison. Yes, that's where you go with that. That's your arc. If Galoui, I yeah. Jewel. Retro Gacy? You know what I would mm. do if I were Todd Phillips? I would make a movie, a meta movie. The story is Todd Phillips financed his first movie by selling photos of himself uh, jerking off to John Wayne Gacy because they had a mutual oh, yeah, friend. Gigi uh, uh, Allen, who was this yeah. crusty punk uh, rocker who was just destined to destroy himself. And he was buddies with John Wayne Gacy. And so Todd Phillips was like, will you fund a movie? Will you help fund my college project, my documentary? 
um, Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies or whatever, and he did, but he had to shoot Polaroids of himself. If yeah. I were Todd Phillips, I would make a movie now about my interactions with John Wayne Gacy to get this movie made as I have to interact with this other crazy motherfucker. Yeah. Speaking of that, did you guys hear about the new Nick Cage movie? Is he the Mandalorian? Uh-uh. Oh, I <laughs> wish. That'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> I have uh, No, uh, Ashley told me about it yesterday. I guess Nick Cage signed on to do a movie where he plays it's one of those like like you were just talking about Todd Phillips playing himself Nick Cage plays Nick Cage in a fictional movie about Nick Cage getting hired to go to this like as like you know a dumpy celebrity going to like a big payday so he gets paid to go to Mexico yeah for this like guy this rich guy's daughter's quinceañera or something but then he gets a phone call from the CIA and they're like this guy's El Chapo, basically. <laughs> nice. So it could go super camp fun, or it could go super camp action. But don't quote me on it. I think the title is called like "The Crushing Weight of Great Talent." I love it. I love it. Who's so, is there a director signed on, or is it you know? It sounds like it's I don't think so. Has some heat behind it. Ashley was saying because she told me about it, it was like the screenwriter like wrote it because he was a fan of Nick Cage who'd kind of worked on other things and it just sort of he was like I had to write this just to get it out of my system because I kept coming back to it so he very kindly was like people are nibbling around the idea I just need to ask your permission because they could have conceivably done, which would have been really funny a movie about Nick Cage starring somebody else as Nick Cage John Cusack but then Nick Cage was like no fuck it I'll do it I, that's... But he's going to be executive producer, he's going to star in it, and he's also going to get paid for his likeness being used. So Ashley was saying in the article, this is the most amount of money he's made since, like, even more than his heyday in the 90s. Because he gets a triple dip. Well, and he, well, it depends if it does well, right? Well, yeah, technically, but to get it made, he gets to set... Right. His, like, okay, you need to pay me. I'm also get a percentage as a producer. Well, here's the thing about Nick Cage, right? This is my theory um, that I've just come up with now. Uh, Nick Cage, I think we'd all agree, or I believe, is a super, super talented actor. Yeah. And it seems he gives us, like, an out-of-the-ballpark performance just about every 10 years so you have Mm -hmm. um raising arizona and then you get um is it leaving las vegas right yep and then you get adaptation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then is there something i'm missing because i know adaptation was coming up on 20 years ago is there a 10 year mark in there lieutenant bad lieutenant bad lieutenant bad lieutenant Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying he's due for his decade, uh, decades no, due decent performance. Or risk. all the ones you listed are like the big ones, like big Coen Brothers movie that everybody mm. remembers as a kid. And then you get into Oscar territory, like Bad Lieutenant, like just you know, like last year he did that movie Mandy. 
don't know if you guys oh, ever yeah. saw that. I didn't see it. That's no. the one. That's the most um, recent. Yeah, I just love that one. Oh. It was great. It's fucking That's crazy. Dope. It's awesome. It's so weird. Um, it's artsy just Nick Cage fuck. getting to be... Oh, no, it's so artsy. It's crazy. So do you think... So what's with the Chechen action movies? Is it for the paycheck? Is it just because he's living life and he's like... I... I, Because I, he does. I mean, in intermittently, mm-hmm. he shoots movies none of us have ever seen or ever even heard yeah. of that primarily get released in you know the soviet union like no and like he'll do like and there was one and i was like this is the epitome of these movies because he did a movie which on paper i'm like yes this movie sounds amazing it was about that uh alaskan serial killer yes yeah who like took the women in his plane and then left them in the middle of nowhere and like hunted them yep um so the movie was like uh him and uh john, uh, john cusack, cusack yeah. was the serial killer and ash and i saw the trailer randomly before something we're like this movie's gonna fucking be huge and you just watch it and it's just like okay yeah no, and it's just mm-hmm. the two guys like i feel it's like it's like being a catering waiter like and these guys are like think of them as like hundred million dollar catering waiters. Like you go gig to gig, man. Yeah, but I'm t- that's even... like think of the tag. Nick Cage owned an island, non yes. dinosaur dinosaur bones. eggs. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm just now becoming an adult and understanding like property taxes. I was like, I'm not gonna buy a house because I can't afford the taxes on it. Right. Let alone a fucking island. And he only gets a one-off paycheck. Like, Nick Cage doesn't get annual, unless it's just residuals. But, like, that's not enough to pay taxes on a fucking fully functioning island. Yeah, but he's also, that's a John, that's like an American release. If we look it up, like, he he shot a movie where he had to, like, rescue a dragon skull from, like, Prince Vance in, like, Transylvania. Like, he's shot some steamboat willies my friends and why a do new it one coming out called primal in which it's just nick cage versus it's just jurassic park if nick cage was in jurassic park Ooh, i like that <laughs> which i was like i'll watch that fucking movie i may not pay 15 dollars at an amc for it but <laughs> perfect it'll time. cross my eyes at some point <laughs> sure sure uh what um I gotta get to it. We're talking. We're talking media. Are you guys? Um, have you watched the Mandalorian? Are you Disney Plusers? Are you plus heads? <laughs> we just got it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we just got it as well. Mandalorian. Um, Mandalorian. I'm gonna get Not into yet. it soon. I've heard good things. I, uh, Ash I usually and... don't care that much about Star Wars, but I'll. I heard good things about it, so yeah, sure. Ash and I have been trying to show Harvey. Disney's things to justify this month to month purchase. Yeah. Which she hates yeah. everything other than anything we already own. That's so funny. Same here. Except for she, the best like, the best part about Disney Plus and I don't know why. I, I all the episodes I've watched I actually own. But I'm not gonna pull a DVD out. Who am I? Richard yeah. Jewell? But <laughs> I've just been watching classic seasons of... What is my internet out? <laughs> Fuck this. 
uh, of The Simpsons. It's a, it's so good. It's so good. Oh. Uh, it, yeah, kind of forget oh, you, that all that comes along with it. Yeah. Oh, they bury that shit, though. They good. really do. They really do. It's hard to find it. Disney Plus, Boner of the Week, they don't give you, like, a, a, a placement where you've watched and where you left off and... Uh, like mm. recommend they don't have like a algorithm or platform for you so like i was like all right i'm i'm i, I, I have to I, go I, find it every time huh yeah disney lame big time get to work on that ui man yeah i am looking forward to the mandalorian though i've only heard good things about it you've seen you've both seen trailers right obviously i'm not gonna spoil anything for you the yeah. cast alone is insane that's what i i just the so sheer it, amount of people in this are that boggles the mind. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but as far as a cast like, member, there is one Nick name. Nolte's a monster. There it is. Nick Nolte as a big man. He's a big man. Is he an Ugnaught? <laughs> yes, he's an Ugnaught. Yes! Okay, I love this show already. I've never Sorry. seen it. Uh, I, that, that's Tika in- Watiti's fucking an IG-88 assassin yeah. android? Yeah. It's in the trailer, uh, Nolte, an, so that's not Ugnaught? a spoiler. It's a pig. Is man. that a the, element reference? The, the pig trolls from Empire Strikes Back, the uh, little piggy guys that like yeah, freeze Han Solo in, in carbonite. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. They work in Cloud City. They work in the sewers of Cloud City. Johnny and in Jabba's <laughs> palace. Johnny told me no. Th- that's a Gamorrean. No? Guard. Those are those are Gamorrean guards. The, the green pig, oh, giant pigmen. These are tiny pigmen. Annie. Those are giant. <laughs> this pigmen. is George Lucas. We get all all sizes of pigmen. <laughs> these are potbellied pigmen. Ah. Uh, Johnny told Noted. me, like, Johnny's like, you know, Nick Nolte's in The Mandalorian, right? I was like, oh, that's perfect. And he's like, he's playing an Ugnaught. I was like, Ugnaught, Ugnaught. What is that? He's like, I got to show you. And as soon as, of course, as soon as I saw it, I went, oh, it's a pig man. And he's, it's perfect. It's perfect. But I won't go into it farther, <laughs> obviously. Fucking Werner Herzog's in it. Fuck, he's so, that might be, mm. so, oh, he, like, be still my beating avant-garde director heart like he's a fucking great he makes actor. a good emperor oh Jesus, yeah he's awesome have you guys there and there's no reason you should have ever seen this movie but there's that fucking tom cruise jack reacher movie the first one i haven't seen it mm. no mm. it's just a garbage like middle of the road action movie that's like oh okay but fucking werner herzog's the fucking bad guy in it yeah <laughs> And he gives this crazy, awesome monologue for about why he's the bad guy. And it has to do with, like, he worked in the mines and then his fingers fell off. Like, it's absurd. But Werner Herzog is giving it to you. And you're like, oh, man, I understand why you would want to run this coal town into the ground. I think they took your fingers. (laughs) I think it's fucking nuts. You know what Werner Herzog exudes to me? Effort, and I'm not talking about like an actor that's overacting. Oh, is it tryhard? No, 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 no. Hans, he bite your tongue. Maybe the word is method, but the Herzog method. Like I can see him being real, real difficult to work with on the set of Mandalorian. Not because he's a diva, but just because he's like stormtroopers. Uh... He's gonna find truth in yeah. the hardest way mm-hmm. possible. Like. If I'm going to be a stormtrooper lord, I can see him talking to a stormtrooper as they're like, "All right, let's let's start, let's set up the scene." He's like, "Hold on, you know, 
what your motivation uh, must be. I know we don't see your face, but faces are what are faces. It's so good. (laughs) As I gaze into the Sarlacc pit, it is my soul. That's a much better. I feel like I was doing Doctor Evil. That's a that's a really good hurt song, Henny. He's great. He's great. I just want, we need to write a dialogue where it's Werner Herzog, like, giving one of his speech, like, he's receiving, like, a nom de plume or whatever, like, a can award, and he only always references Star Wars. (laughs) Or where he's giving a, like, an acting tutorial or, uh, uh, to a pig man. To Nick Nolte as a pig (laughs) man. You need more slops. You slops in your beard, your piggish beard, you know. You have to be the slop. You are slop. Another 48 hours. Existence is pain in this universe. Slop it up, pig man. You are a pig man. Nick Nolte, but in life you are a pig man. Am I not correct? (laughs) Film is reality. Reality is film. Get out of my trailer! (laughs) (laughs) They're putting on my pig face! (laughs) I gotta get the character! Werner! <laughs> Great buddy cop movie. Whew. Skip so right to gotta number be, two. He's got to be a bad guy, right? Herzog? Sorry if oh, I interrupted. I, I, no, 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 you didn't. I would assume um, he's an Imperial, unless he's a Jedi Master, which would be amazing. So I've seen it. I won't give any spoilers, but I guess the only spoiler I could give you is, in my opinion, it's pretty... This world is pretty ambiguous. They do a really good job. Yeah, I don't want to give anything specific, mm. but Johnny had it right where he's just like, this is like what you've always wanted is like a kind of a up-in-the-air Western Star Wars style where everybody's mm. on cool. the edge. You're not sure which way everybody's going. And it's real kind good. Of. And they finally, um, they finally, they finally acquiesce to that racist chicagoan who's like what is that lando calrissian who is he uh uh apollo creed because carl carl weathers is <laughs> carl in it weathers. now finally <laughs> that's just an uh, that's just an allusion to uh a fat white guy that can't tell black guys apart and doesn't make any effort early 80s african-american guys Richard Jewels of the world. Let's just be honest. We're talking about. <laughs> right, let's, let's call a jewel a jewel here. <laughs> so they're doing a. That's interesting. Like, good and evil are always black and white in the in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, but this one kind of, I don't know, Watchmen's it. So we get kinda, to dip into dips, like uh, uh, where Han Solo it. came from. Like that's as a kid. Yeah. I always wanted to, like, that was the stuff I loved. It was like, oh, Han Solo's this shady asshole. And then in Empire Strikes Back, we see all those bounty hunters, and yeah. they allude to all of this intrigue and adventure that is just, like, has happened or is just, like, a solar system away like, that has nothing to do with, like, uh, hippie magic. And it's just like fucking, we're criminal. We got good guys, bad guys. Like that's what I loved about uh, Rogue One. Rogue One was it or what? The whatever that yeah, prequel yeah, Rogue was. One. Yep. Uh, was the sort of like 
underbelly it existed in and the fact that the force was just like a thing. Like, I heard about this. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, oh, sure, sure. That's crazy magic. I might be out of place here because my timeline is messed up then, Casey. Uh, And it's not a spoiler because I guess I could be wrong. I thought the Mandalorian was all taking place post Empire. I think it takes place post Return of the Jedi. Even I think it straddles in between okay, does. Yeah, Return okay, of the Jedi okay. and then uh, Force Awakens. Okay, cool. So I which was. is I'm also excited for is just like the exploration of that sort of like frontier town, Deadwoody. Yes. Yep. Stuff mm-hmm. about sort of like with with Star Trek. Like I really like Deep Space Nine because it was like a fucking shitty out west outpost outpost that didn't yeah, like too. adhere to the black like in white sort of we you like of the we all know you like terry jerry and the monster pack there's no reason why you <laughs> was like... a terry jerry guy man <laughs> he's a terry jerry give me a bar Keep full those of terry jerry's working yeah uh i will say it's just there's uh so john favreau's involved and i feel like john favreau i mean he's he has consumed Hollywood and he's got it in the mm-hmm. palm of his hand, but he seems to do right by everybody. For instance, I won't tell you where, but like literally one of the biggest star Wars fans ever is in it. Mm-hmm. And he's not just in it. Like, you know, with a chindo in the background playing some alien, yeah, right, like yeah. he's in it, like not, not significantly, but has multiple lines and moves the story forward. And I was like that. You just, like that that guy that's the greatest thing that could have ever happened. Who are you talking about? I know you know who I'm talking about. I saw it on Twitter. And yeah. I'm pretty sure like, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And um oops. Uh I was just like my heart like uh what is it? Overfilled? I don't yeah. overflowed. That, yeah. My heart overflowed. With gratitude. With, that's how you can tell you're an evil motherfucker when you don't even know how to say I don't my heart you... feels good. <laughs> my heart Guys. fills with blood <laughs> and I'm fine. happy. You know, I'm a normal guy. <laughs> um, John Favreau has the uh, that show on Netflix, The Chef Show. Yeah, yep. And uh, I don't yeah. know if you guys like cooking shows at all. Um, it's really, really awesome. And like... I like John Favreau, you know, like, but watching this show and he like does the show with this like really prominent, amazing uh, Los Angeles chef called Roy Choi, who's a mm-hmm. Korean descent. Yep. Owned this food truck is like super huge in the food scene. Um, so watching the show, I got such a renewed respect for John Favreau because he could rest on his laurels and just be, I'm John Favreau. I'm in Hollywood. I do whatever. Like, he throws himself into kitchens and like working and being a chef. Well, that's what, um, um, that's what I heard when he made that movie chef is he took a year and they opened a food truck and they traveled mm. like around the country, like operating a food truck. And I think he just kind of got the yeah. bug because it's, uh, I don't know. It's an intense Clearly. industry as well. Right. Okay, here we Turned go. Turned it into a show. Hi. I like that movie. Hi, HG. Harvey George. Oh, I can't tell if she's crying or happy to see us. I don't know. She's Hi. happy. 
She's a little bit sick. Oh, poor baby still. A little bit colicky. Little snotty nose. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. Hey, good girl. Say hi. Hi. You want to say hi to everyone? Hi. I just want to watch. That's okay. Yeah. Put a little mustache on her. You got your Halloween costume next year. Richard Jewell. (laughs) (laughs) Tape a piece of smut to her. To her little paw there. (laughs) It's going to be big next year. After this Eastwood movie. You think a lot of baby jewels? Better start. I love you. Better start buying baby-sized porn right now. <laughs> Flying off the shelves. I guess, what would the reaction be, and I want to pin and get back to uh, Chef, mm-hmm. if you did do baby Larry Flint? Smut, wheelchair, is the wheelchair too much? Oh, I see, like, right, exactly, if you did, the, yeah. I don't think so. He wouldn't care. Not real smut, obviously. Just, you know, a mag with an XXX on it. Fake fake little magazine. <laughs> right, like a cheeky calendar. Yeah. <laughs> you get a hard time? Prom, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah. Justifiable, I guess. I guess. Unless it was 12, 12 months of babies just doing different Larry Flint. Oh, you, you're, you, wait, we're making, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we I ma- you were doing like a Halloween costume of like one of our children as Larry Flint. No, yes, but are you talking about doing like a calendar of poor taste Halloween baby costumes? Kind of like that Ann Geddes, right? Like an Ann Geddes, but with like. People your kid shouldn't be dressed as. Right. And Gettys does like baby lima beans and you do baby Richard Jewell, baby Gacy, the whole fat clan, baby Suge <laughs> Knight. We got to go with the fat because it just works too well. Yeah. They're, they're, they're plump baby Reagan. Uh, uh, <laughs> baby let's Reagan. see. Um, uh, if I didn't hate Ronald Reagan, I would, I I love that he's in this company. <laughs> uh, baby, one of the bad guys from Running Man. I don't know. I'm running out of running out of <laughs> oh, Dynamo, the fat guy, the, Dynam- the opera yeah, singer, the fat guy, of course. Oh, that'd be a good costume. Anyways, that's that's for a, a different season. Uh, so this chef show. Sorry, I got I interrupted you. I oh feel, yeah, but um, no. But one of the episodes is he goes to the Skywalker Ranch. Because he works for Disney, obviously. He did the, sure. the Lion King and um, Iron Man. One of the newer Iron Man, yeah. Um, Mandalorian. But he goes up there and they do an they do an episode on the Skywalker Ranch and they have all this organic food they're growing. And they have this guy and John and I was like I was already back to liking John Favreau, but they had this guy who like works slash lives on the Skywalker Ranch and he's the fucking Star Wars guy. What do you mean? Not like the like you you ask him if you have a question about Star Wars like gotcha. he's like the guy Disney inherited from Lucas because he's worked for Lucasfilm since he was like 16. Nice. So he he is a Star Wars scholar like the fucking Star Wars is his bible and he can recite it wrote in verse and he is so annoying. 
in in just in a way of like working in comic shops <laughs> in high school, like and like going to art school. I was like, oh man, like you're so nice, but like you don't have a fucking clue how to talk to anybody else. And they have him on the show, and John Favreau does such a good job. Like talking to this guy and like kicking it to this guy and like letting this guy shine as much as he can shine, talking about something that has nothing to do with like Yoda's grandma. You know, like he just knows That's... so much about Star Wars. He has no reference frame of reference for conversation to anybody else. He should he should be from mm. Dagobah. He knows so little about like <laughs> politics or like Here's what, or cooking. Here's cooking. What I, of course, yes. he's got the long hair, and he's got that. And Henning will know it because Henning's and worked in animation so long. The like flattish leather Indiana Jones hat, but it's not Indiana Jones hat. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, why are you wearing that inside, or why are you wearing that at all? He's got the fedora. And got a big pouch full of God knows what jewels, maybe batteries. Here's what I love right. about this guy yeah. <laughs> is so you hear these incredible stories about people rising in the ranks in Hollywood. For example, John Lasseter, he first mm -hmm. operated, you know, a, a, a ride at Disney and then he started giving tours and he worked all the way to executive producing and running the creative department or whatever he does at Pixar. What a rise. Yeah. Because he was there from the start and he was a company man and he had dreams. And I love how the guy that was with George Lucas the longest rose to be a guy that lived on a shed in his yard who just knew things. <laughs> like, well, George, thing. can like, I work on the movie? No, but you should read this and memorize it. The way people treat this guy is like, I think he's the executive producer of fucking Mandalorian. Mm. Like, Nothing Star Wars gets made unless this guy signs off on it. Gotcha. Who is this he's guy? The protector like, of the realm. of the. He really universe. is. He's like the the, right the scribe in the the authority. library of Alexandria. Right. If it was just full of fucking tales from Jabba's palace stories. <laughs> and that's all you think? That's all he does, huh? And he, but no, I know that because no they VFX. talk about it. John Favreau knows him because he's the guy who did the a bunch of the cartoons. So the guy okay. kind of opens up when they start talking about something he Clone wrote Wars. for John Favreau, and then John Favreau, I guess, in the show was like a Mandalorian. So John Favreau's making a joke like, "I almost got to use a lightsaber." He's like, "You could never use a lightsaber because you were a Mandalorian." <laughs> And he's like, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I didn't, I couldn't yes. use it in the show. Thank you. Uh, so let's go back to making this beef stew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was just like, this guy is just Get like. Get back in your place, John Favreau. <laughs> I know, but I was like, John Favreau was so nice to him, whether or not it was his boss. Like, he just was like, I worked with this guy. Like, he directed me on this animation shit. Like. Let's have him on the show. Sure. And he not? tried to like pull him out of his shell and like, hey man, let's like talk about stuff. He's like, stuff. <laughs> I don't know about stuff. Star stuff. He's like, okay, we can talk about your stuff, of course. <laughs> Get away from the Star Wars guy. 
He's my friend! So that was a weird non-anything to do with Mandalorian, but I was like, I think Mandalorian's gonna be really good. So far, I'm Just based on how he handled this guy and just was, like, handling other things. Because John Favreau's like, Star Wars is, is important, but it's not precious to me. Like, I will yes. handle it well, and I will make it exciting for me, but I, like, there are other things in this world. Yeah, and he and so has I was like, Mandalorian's probably going to be amazing. Right. He's not going to sweat over all the notes he's getting about, you know, I don't, you know, we have to have more medium pigmen. I hear Bib Fortuna was good. Oh, there, but no, you know what? You know what? I I have to I have to bite my tongue because there is one of my all time favorite. I guess it characters, but all time favorite. Um, what would you call it? Species. You get to see like how they kind of interact and live outside of a more cushy lifestyle, and it's so good. Enough said about the Mandalorian, though. <clears throat> Till we all see it. Till we Next all, week. Till we all it. see it. Did you guys see them uh, criminalize that Nazi in Cleveland yet? Oh yeah. Don't know what you're talking about. Uh, they they there's this documentary on Netflix, but we're just prom- I, we're we're promoting big Netflix just now. About it, yeah. I, all it is ending <laughs> is it's the story oldest time. Nazi comes to America. We let him in, no problem. He hunkers uh-huh. down at a Ford factory for forty years, and then we discover he Ford, he, of course. He uh, he uh, single-handedly pushed one point three million Jews into the gas chamber. Or did uh, he? Wink. Or did he? That was my thing. I don't know if it was ever my thing, but that's a spoiler. That's a that's a side thing. No, that's what, like, I told Ashley about it after you mentioned it last week, because you were like, this is, could be a very straightforward 20-minute, like, A&E documentary about this guy. But then there's all that odd shit, like, he wasn't a good guy, regardless. No, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, well, it's basically, this guy goes on trial, and it's a really like intense they send trial. him to Israel. They take his ass to Israel, and he's on trial for the murder of 1.3 million Jews. And it's a room full of fucking Jewish people in Israel. He is not. <laughs> his fucking lawyer's Jewish. Yeah, he's, he doesn't get a change of venue. <laughs> it's not going to be no. in Des Moines. <laughs> It's not funny because it's tragic. There was just at one point I just turned to Megan. I go, I don't think this guy's got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> and tough and, crowd, <laughs> yeah, real tough crowd. I gotta say though, if you do watch it, um, watch it for his lawyer. He is a character of all characters, right there. Uh, <laughs> he gets a very interesting, interesting lawyer in Israel, and this lawyer is. The lawyeristiest of all lawyers oh, I've man. ever seen. He's a hell of a lawyer, but he wears a hell of yeah. a pair of French cuffs with a pair of jeans and a braided belt as well. That's all I can say. <laughs> a lot of open shirts, a lot of stars of David's. <laughs> he 
in said open shirts. <laughs> he 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 rides a German sports car. I think it's um, is Porsche German? Oh yeah. He rides a yeah. he rides a Porsche out of Wait. spite for his Can fellow I... uh, Israeli Jewish citizens because they're like you shouldn't drive like a you know Porsche like supported the Nazi regime you sh- shouldn't drive. He goes, oh, I'm gonna drive it, and then he puts like. Star of David tchotchkes all over it, so he's driving this porch all around Jerusalem with stars of David all around it. Oh man, this guy! Yeah, hey, but you know what? He's the most defense attorney you could be. If defense attorney, he's like, oh no, he's gonna defend a... this uh, German guy who worked at maybe not the concentration camp in Ukraine, but a concentration concentration camp in Ukraine. I'll defend this guy if. If you could embody defense attorney, like in that Pixar movie Inside Out, this guy would show up next to, you know, fear, fear, <laughs> next and to joy anxiety. and despair. It'd just be this guy because he is he is that thing. Oh, oh my god! Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Oops.